Chapter Ten of the Adventures of Mabel by Harry Peck. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten: The Giant's Castle. For a long time, Mabel always took the same morning ride, going along the straight road that led to the little pig's red house, because she was afraid that she might get lost if she tried any new and unknown roads. But when she found that she was six years old, she felt that she could do things that she had never done before and besides she was growing tired of always riding over the same road and seeing the same things every day so one beautiful morning she made up her mind that she would take a ride in a different direction and try to see some parts of the country that she had never seen before i'm going a different way this morning grandma she said as she went out of the house there's a road that goes to the left after you pass the kitty cats and i'm going to ride that way very well said grandma only don't go too far. Be back to luncheon. Oh, I'll be back in time, said Mabel, as she went to the barn and climbed on Rex's back for her new ride. Down the road she trotted, past the cross dogs' house, and over the bridge where the frogs lived, and past the mooly cows and the kitty cats, till she came to the road that branched off to the left. Mabel pulled on the left rein, and Rex, much to his surprise, turned into the new course. It was a winding road, going in and out of groves and small woods and passing between meadows that were bright with flowers. Mabel was so pleased with the change from the old sights that she went farther and farther, now making Rex trot and now making him gallop. The sun shone bright, the air was soft and warm, and both Mabel and Rex enjoyed every minute of the time. At last, as she came out of a dense grove, Mabel saw before her a great broad river, shining like silver in the sunlight over it was a splendid stone bridge she had never seen a river before and she rode quickly upon the bridge and looked up and down the vast stream that flowed along with a million ripples among the arches then she crossed it and came to a road wider than any road she had ever seen before and passing between fields fenced with stone each field was so large that she could scarcely see the fences on the other side and here and there she saw men working dressed in red from head to foot how strange said mabel to herself it's like a picture book on she rode and still she saw those great wide fields and groups of men in red at last she found three or four of the men working near the fence by the side of the road so she went up to them and spoke to them good morning men she said who owns all these great fields the men looked at her and laughed don't you know asked one of them why the giant owns them mabel laughed in her turn they're making fun of me said she to rex and rode on pretty soon she found some more men near the roadside all dressed in red like the others and she stopped and spoke to them also who owns these fields she asked and the men answered with a look of surprise why the giant owns them of course dear me said mabel do they really mean it and then she asked what's the giant's name please ha ha laughed the men where have you been that you don't know about the giant his name is cormoran and he lives in the castle over the hill really said mabel and why do you all dress in red oh because red is the giant's favorite color said they and all his people dress in red well well said mabel where did you say his castle is straight ahead of you over the hill said they and is he a good giant asked mabel curiously Well pretty good said one of the men rather doubtfully when he ain't put out he's pretty good but when he don't feel just right we have to get out of his way i can tell you mabel thought a moment 
Anyway, she said, I'll just ride up to the top of the hill and take a peek. Nobody'll notice me, and I'd love to see a giant's castle, just for once. So she rode up the steep hill, and when she reached the very top, she gave a cry of wonder. There beneath her in a beautiful green valley was an immense great castle, so enormous that it seemed like a whole city. It was built of gray stone, and its roofs were peaked and covered with thick gold leaf, so that they glittered in the sunlight. Immense towers, each one as big as ten church steeples, rose above the roofs, and on the central tower there floated an enormous red flag. Isn't it wonderful? cried Mabel as she looked. There was no one in sight anywhere, and Mabel was so astonished by the vast size of the castle that she forgot to be afraid, and she began to want to ride down the hill so as to see everything better. I'll just go up to the front gate, said Mabel to herself, if I see anyone coming out. I can turn around and make Rex gallop away quick. I'll do it. So down she rode into the valley, looking at the castle all the time with her mouth wide open. As she came nearer and nearer to it, she saw how large the blocks of stone were, and how immense the windows were, and she wondered more and more. It was stranger than anything in her picture books. Presently she reached the front entrance and found a double door of iron studded with brass nails and with great spikes on the top of it. The door was almost as high as an ordinary house, and Mabel wondered how anyone could be strong enough to push it open. She noticed that the lock was bigger than her whole body, and the keyhole wide enough for her to put her head in. I wonder if I could peep through the cracks in the door, said Mabel to herself. And she was making Rex go nearer to the entrance when, all of a sudden, the great door flew wide open, and a man rushed out, all dressed in red from head to foot. Mabel gave a scream and tried to make Rex gallop off. But as soon as the man saw her, he gave a jump and caught at the bridle. Rah! he said. What luck! Here's one now! Mabel was terribly frightened. Let me go! Let me go! She cried, trying to pull the reins out of the man's hand. No, no, don't go, he said. Please don't go. Don't be afraid. Nobody's going to hurt you. Mabel looked at him carefully. He had a good face, and he did not seem like a cruel man. Don't go, he repeated. What do you want? asked Mabel. Why, I want you to come inside the castle for a little while. It won't do you any harm. If you don't come, why, I shall be eaten up by the giant at sundown. How do you mean? asked Mabel. Well, I'll tell you, said the man. You see, the giant's little girl has been dreadfully sick for a long time, and she's just getting better, but she can't go out yet and has to lie on the sofa of the nursery all day long. She's terribly lonely without anyone to play with, and the giant thinks she'd get well faster if she could be amused. So he's just sent me out this morning to find a playmate for her, and said that if I didn't bring one back today, he'd eat me up. Now you're just what I want, a nice, good-looking little girl. So please come in and play with her a while, won't you? Oh, said Mabel, who was sorry for the man. I'd like to oblige you, but I'm afraid of the giant. Pooh! said the man. If you'll play with his little girl, he'll be as good as can be. Besides, you won't be likely to see him anyhow. Will you come in? And can I come away again when I want to? asked Mabel. Oh, yes. You just play a little while and then say you'll come back again some other day, and they'll let you out. Mabel hesitated. She was very curious to see the inside of the castle, but she still felt a little afraid. What is the little girl's name? she asked. Elsie, said the man, and she's a real pleasant little girl, too. She'll be awfully glad to see you. Well, said Mabel slowly, I'll come in if you're sure they'll let me out as soon as I want to leave. Oh, yes, said the man, who looked very happy, 
now that he saw Mabel was going to go inside. Thank you very much, little girl. Now I won't have to be eaten. He went up to the great double door and pulled a chain. Clang, clang, went a big bell, and the door flew wide open. Mabel looked in and saw a vast courtyard as large as a meadow. It was paved with stone, and the inner windows of the castle opened upon it. On one side was a great inner doorway with stone steps. A number of men dressed in red and looking like soldiers were standing about. They carried spears and had iron hats on their heads. The man led Rex into the courtyard with Mabel still seated in the saddle. Who comes here? asked one of the spearmen in red. A playmate for the little Lady Elsie, said Mabel's man. The spearmen all bowed very low. She is welcome, said they all. Come, take care of her horse, said Mabel's man, while I show her up to the nursery. So one of them lifted Mabel off Rex's back, and another took Rex by the head to lead him to the stable. This way, little girl, said Mabel's man, and he started to show her toward the door on the right. Just at that moment a window above was opened with a loud bang. Mabel looked up and her heart nearly stopped beating, for out of the window came an enormous face. It was the giant. His head was as large as a haystack, and was fringed by a long red beard. Tufts of red hair stuck out under his helmet, and his eyes were like great lamps. As he looked down into the courtyard, he opened his mouth and spoke, and his voice was that like the roll of thunder. What have you there? he bellowed, and Mabel nearly fainted when she heard his tremendous voice. A playmate for the little Lady Elsie, answered Mabel's man. Oh, roared the giant, and he smiled a mile six feet long. He was evidently very much pleased. Good, he continued. Show her up to the nursery. And he banged the window down again and went away. See, said the man, he's all right now. He'll be pleased all the rest of the day. Come on. They went in through the doorway where there was a tall flight of stairs. Each step was so high that Mabel could not stretch her little legs up from one to the other. But the man took her under the arms and boosted her a step at a time till at last they reached the top of the stairs where was a white enameled door. The man knocked on it and blew a silver whistle. Come in, said a loud voice inside. The man pushed the door open and told Mabel to go in. She found herself in a long high room about the size of a small church. It was a very pretty room. It was papered in white and gold and carpeted with soft fleecy rugs and had a great many tall silvered vases here and there filled with big clusters of roses and pinks and at one end was a big bay window curtained with exquisite lace and rose-colored silk through which the sunlight streamed in and flooded the room with warmth and color. At one side of the room was a sofa about as long as two ordinary beds, with pillows of pale blue silk and a pretty spread of silk and lace. There lay the giant's little girl, looking eagerly toward her new playmate. She was about eight feet tall, being small for her age, and she had dark hair and brown eyes. Her cheeks were pale, but she had a beautiful face which lighted up as she saw Mabel. Oh, goody! she said now i've got someone to play with but ain't you awfully little why you must be a dwarf no i'm not said mabel but you're awfully big why they said you're a little girl so i am said elsie but you see i'm a giant what's your name mabel and how old are you six said mabel proudly why so am i said elsie i was six last week come over here and I'll show you some of the toys that Papa gave me on my birthday. Here's my doll. And she pulled out a doll from under her pillow. It was as large as Mabel herself. And here's my toy horse, she said, pulling out from behind her a wooden horse about the size of a Shetland pony. 
my what big toys said mabel oh do you think so asked elsie here's my tin soldiers here's my jack-in-a-box here's my new tea-set the tin soldiers were so heavy that mabel could not lift them the plates in the tea-set were as big around as the top of a table how funny said mabel laughing just then a loud rustling and flapping made mabel look behind her and then she noticed a sort of bird-cage as big as a chicken coop in it was a great yellow bird rustling its wings oh said mabel where did you get the eagle ha 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 laughed elsie that isn't an eagle that's my canary mabel laughed too it must be awfully queer to be a giant she said don't you feel too big sometimes oh dear no said elsie you see i was born big and i should think you'd feel much too little not a bit said mabel you see i was born little we'll have some candy said elsie my papa gave me a lot of it on my birthday but i can't eat any till i get well so i'll give you some she drew out a pasteboard box from under the sofa it was about the size of a packing box and when she took the lid off mabel saw that it was lined with lace paper elsie took out a great lump of something that was brown in color and set it on the floor beside mabel it came up to her knees what's that she said looking at it curiously ha ha laughed elsie why where have you been all your life didn't you ever see a chocolate cream drop gracious cried mabel is that a chocolate cream drop why just that one would last me for two weeks she tried to lift it up to her mouth to take a bite but it was too heavy then she got down on her knees and tried to bite a piece out of it but it was so big that she couldn't get hold of it with her teeth elsie looked on and laughed as though she would never stop i can't get any said mabel who had only succeeded in smearing the end of her nose with chocolate and i love chocolate cream drops too dear me said elsie there must be some way of doing it i know look in my toy box by the table and you'll find a toy axe mabel found the toy axe which was as large as an ordinary hatchet and with this she knelt down on the floor and began to chop the chocolate cream drop pretty soon she had chopped up some good-sized chunks small enough to be held in the hand they were delicious and she sat on the floor eating them while elsie shook with laughter at the idea of taking an axe to a chocolate cream drop just at that moment a noise was heard in the hall bump 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 making the very walls tremble what's that elsie asked mabel with her mouth full of chocolate cream oh that's my papa coming downstairs said elsie and sure enough a moment later the nursery door opened and cormoran strode into the room mabel knew that he would not do her any harm but still she could not help feeling a little startled at being so near to a giant he seemed bigger than ever in the small nursery he wore enormous jackboots and carried a long knife by his side as he came in he looked at the children when he saw the toys scattered over the floor and mabel eating the chocolate cream drop and when he noticed how elsie laughed and how bright her eyes were and how her pale cheeks were once more flushed with color his great face beamed with happiness and he smiled hugely having a good play are you he asked in his thunderous voice that's right play away i haven't seen you looking so gay in many a week elsie then turning to mabel he said you're a good little girl you must stay with us oh no i really can't stay cried mabel my grandma would be so frightened but i'll come back and play with elsie as often as you want for i love her and we're having splendid fun together well well said the giant i won't keep you only don't forget to come back every few days and when you get ready to go to-day just stop at my door on your way out and i'll give you something for a keepsake 
and with these words he went out of the nursery and shut the door the children played together a long while until mabel suddenly remembered that it must already be after her luncheon time so she told elsie that she would have to go well good-bye dear said elsie don't forget to come again soon and be sure you stop at my papa's door at the other end of the hall they kissed each other and elsie rang a bell for the man in red to show mabel the way out first he took her to the giant's den and knocked on the door come in said a great voice and the door opened and mabel found herself in the den it was the largest room she had ever seen the walls were hung with clubs of every kind plain clubs and spiked clubs and clubs with great knobs on them besides spears swords knives axes and pikes a long table was covered with books each one as large as a door mabel who had just learned to read a little spelled out the names on the backs of two of them the life of og and men i have eaten there were also a good many pictures on the walls showing other giants who were probably the relatives of cormoran well little girl said the giant kindly so you're going home are you i want to give you a little present so he drew out a large drawer in the table and told mabel to take anything she liked there were long strings of bright stones blue and red and white and even in the dark drawer they gleamed and shone as if they were darting sparks of fire each one was as big as a robin's egg have a necklace said the giant pulling out a dozen or more of them no thank you said mabel my grandma says that it isn't nice to wear glass ha 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 roared the giant bursting into laughter so loud that mabel stopped her ears up with her fingers he was greatly amused to hear mabel call the stones glass for they were really the largest and finest gems in the world sapphires and rubies and diamonds well then have a ring said he still chuckling and he showed her a box full of rings i'm afraid they're too large said mabel for the smallest was as big around as a hoople bless me said the giant so they are he seemed quite disturbed at not being able to give her anything finally an idea came into his head he took out a great coil of frosted gold wire and began to berate it into a belt he worked quickly and soon he had made a very quaint and curious band of an odd pattern there he said as he slipped it around her waist oh thank you cried mabel who was no longer afraid of him isn't that lovely good-bye good-bye said he don't forget to come again mabel went out into the hall and the man in red helped her down the big steps into the courtyard as she passed through the door the great bell of the castle clanged and the spearmen stood in line and saluted her one of them brought out rex who had a fine dinner of giant oats the man in red lifted mabel to the saddle the outer gate flew open she waved her hand to the men and spoke to rex and away she galloped out into the road never stopping until she had passed the stone bridge the kitty cat's house the mooly cows's the frogs's bridge and the cross dogs's and come clattering into her own yard it was already four o'clock and grandma had begun to fear that mabel was lost why where have you been mabel asked she you didn't come back to luncheon and i was quite worried about you were you lost oh no said mabel but i've had such a good time that i forgot all about luncheon you see i went down a new road and there i met a little girl and played with her in her own nursery she is a very good little girl grandma and i'm going back to see her before long what is her name asked grandma oh elsie answered mabel she and she had lots of toys and candy and things just then grandma noticed the golden belt that glittered in the sunlight around mabel's waist why mabel she cried where did you get that belt what a beautiful pattern 
and it looks as bright and fine as real gold oh said mabel the little girl's papa gave it to me you see the little girl has been sick and wanted someone to play with so her papa was very glad that i came dear me said grandma i wonder who these people are but mabel did not say anything about their being giants for she knew that grandma would be dreadfully frightened if she heard that her little girl had been to visit a giant's castle End of chapter 10